Hello, all of you gamers, geeks, and D&D freaks. I'm Faye. I am the artist of Nat One Adventures, and I shall actually be your DM tonight. I know, shocking, crazy, right? So, hi, future Dave. How are you? So nice to see you. And, well, I guess I can't really see you, but I am seeing you over Discord right now, so that's irrelevant. Anyway, um, there are a bunch of fantastic links down below in the description that you can go and click on and go and experience and have fun with that. The only other thing is, is that we are sponsored by Crystal Maggie, who is a fine purveyor of gem and crystal dice and all of those beautiful things. And you can get 15, I believe it's 15% off your order with the code N1A. So go ahead and go over there and, you know, do that. But it's not their Etsy shop. It's specifically their website. Just a reminder. Okay. Are we ready to get started, you crazies? No. Yeah. Never. Never. <laughs> no. I'm ready. I'm Hard ready. Pass. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Ooh, fun. Okay. okay. Square pants. <laughs> Careful. I we break it. Ah, I will Here we go. It. All right. Who would like... Who would like to give a brief summary of what happened last session? I mean, I have extensive notes. Don't, Can you don't summarize? Have... Can you paraphrase it? Mm, yes, we wake up in the Underdark in a plain storage room. Kastrix has a severe thieves problem. The guild we've been found by says to earn our freedom, Dusk, uh, who is the founder of Shadow Veilers, Wants us to do things to reach people in a different country. Uh, we have to go to Pyrian oligarchy uh, and search for Yeon. Go to Yeon. Speak with Alec, who is expecting a letter that my character Charles has. Uh, we're told we can we have help to leave the city after we deliver the letter. After we deliver the letter, we're free. Get all of our gear. There's a tiny body with it named Zira, who's our magical support. And does things. And then... Zira is messing with all of us. Just a little bit. And uh, drops the tower for the night. So I think we're either in the tower, going in the tower, or something. All right. So, since that very brief paraphrase happened, let us actually dive back into the session. First, we need music. I don't know about the rest of you, but I need music. And we can start for this lovely, interesting kind of... Uh, the Funky Comedina? ...event. Okay. And we can start to... Um, explain things a little bit we're all gonna die the tower yes, is several stories up when you walk through the <clears throat> gate <coughs> you are greeted with a courtyard in the center is a fountain that spews crystal clear water that then is pooled in a central space and seems to be recycled what seems like a cloud of stars fills the atmosphere within the tower that you could not see when you were standing outside the gate. 
But when you walk through, it seems as though this guy had come alight with nightlife. You can see a stretch of stardust seem to just kind of fade into existence that is sprinkled in with billions of stars. And you see a beautiful garden filled with bioluminescent plant life. And in the center of that small garden is a tall stone obelisk off to your left. To the right, there is a small stable of sorts. And then there is the door to the tower and a path that leads off behind. Where do you go first? I don't know, because, uh, I mean, according to my notes, um, I had fainted because there was a flower in my head. So... Oh, no, you're awake. You're awake. I'm awake now? Okay. Yeah, we were messing with you. We kept putting flowers on your hair. Oh, Jesus. And then they turned their attention to me. <laughs> a little bit, but not too much. Not too much. It was mostly messed with you a little bit. Um, Luna's going to walk in and just kind of, like, look, and Marvel's like, huh, this is Hanny. Very handy. I'm glad you think so. It is. I'm gonna get a look inside, and I'm gonna go walk inside to see what opening it looks like. The, opening the dark oak door, you are greeted with a, a small foyer that leads up a step into the main space of the house. Or tower, I should say. Directly in front of you, there's a, like, a recessed space that you can see is a small like reading nook beneath what you would assume where stairs should be. And to your left, you can see a, a sitting or living like space, a dining room, and then off into that last section, you can just see the kitchen, of which appears to be fully furnished and prepared for your needs. Just to the right of the step from the foyer, there is a sigil on the ground. And when you look up, there's a just a clear opening in the ceiling to tell you, hey, this is where you're supposed to go up at. But there are no stairs. Question. Yes? I'm, I'm, I'm asking my fairy friend. How do we yes? go up? How do we go up there? And I point upstairs. Oh, point I've upstairs. never actually had to use this command. And she flutters over to the sigil and she stands on it. She utters a word that you do not understand unless you speak undercommon and is then lifted up into the air and is set on the ground on the next story. Nice. And I'm gonna... I'm gonna try to copy... Uh, what she says. Roll an intelligence check. I'm gonna say, like, I'm gonna try this. Roll an intelligence check. Okay. This is gonna be fun. Fourteen. That is plenty for you to okay. at least get enough of it that the magic in the tower registers what you said, and you are quite literally... it. It feels as though you are under the effects, uh, uh, effects of the Levitate spell, but it actually carries you higher than the Levitate spell and brings you to the next story, in which you almost squash Zira, who f flits out of the way 
with a giggle as you land on another sigil. Oop, sorry. Oh, no, not, you're fine. Not used to this thing. On this floor, there are three doors, each with a symbol. One has a small, like, tree, if you will, that has twisting uh, icons, or twisting, I should say, like, braided pieces that go around to form a circle. With a doorway in the bottom of the trunk. There is another that has a, if you will, like, holy symbol of some kind. It's indescript, non-specific, but there are two crossed daggers in front of it. The last door on this floor has a sword surrounded by roses. Are these bedrooms, or are they, like... <clears throat> these are bedrooms. Okay. I'm gonna go into the, the one with the two daggers and take a look in it. It feels like home. You open the door and you are immediately washed with- uh, overcome with familiar senses. That smells of your home. That smells of your kitchen and your living room. Like, you just <clears throat> walked in the door of your home down to the table, to the chairs, to the light filtering in through the window, to the sounds. You can practically hear your dinner on the on the stove. Practically hear it. And you can see that there's another door from this sitting room that leads into another room. There's no bed in this particular spot. Hmm. I'm gonna go through the other door. You go through the other door, and that's your bedroom. Back ah, at home. Should've figured out. And it does look like your bedroom at home. Every detail exactly how you left it. I'm gonna go... So no one's coming in. I'm just gonna go into the other rooms. I'm just gonna explore. I'm gonna look in the other rooms, too, as Which well. Which room do you go to first? I wanna do the sword. Okay, you go to the sword. When you open this, this room and are greeted with the sitting space, you're a little off-put for a moment, because this is a noble's room. This is the sitting room for a noble. Yep, Plush chairs here. with gold filigree and a beautiful oak table with ornate candelabra and other things. Expensive books, well taken care of, well loved. You can see there's a brutally attacked um dartboard in the, uh, hanging off the wall towards the corner. There's a beautiful fireplace made of stone. Even the next door that leads into the bedroom is made of the finest oak. 
with a silver handle. Going into that bedroom, it is a four-post bed with a canopy and a dozen pillows or so and heavy blankets and even a fur that sits at the end of the bed. Softest pelt you've ever laid your hands on. I'm just gonna kind of go like, ugh, fresh place. And then I turn back around and walk <laughs> out. Like, nope. I can steal in here. I'm not staying in here. And I'm not allowed to steal anything right now. So I'm gonna turn back around and leave quickly. And go to the last one, the, the vine okay. room. You, you go to the door with the tree. Thank you. That's the last one. You go to the door with the tree and you open it up and everything is distinctly smaller than you'd expect. Because you open the door and you immediately feel like you're looking around and you're like, okay, um, what do I, how am I supposed to sit in that? That looks like it's made for a doll. That chair looks like I could fit in it, but it looks abnormally out of place here. And you're looking at it and you're confused and you're thinking about it for a minute. And you realize that this is probably Zira's. Because uh, Zira fits in all of these smaller, more miniature versions of all of the machines. And even the doorway into the next room is just about, you know, a couple inches taller than she is. And everything is covered in greenery. All of it. It is a dark room. It seems as though it's meant to replicate the night sky or stars and astrology, but everything is seemingly made out of plants, naturally formed. Nothing here is carved or man-made. It's like walking into a stereotypical fantasy in that nature seems to have mimicked man in a way <clears throat> and hanging from some of these outlying branches that seem to make shelves or sitting places for Zira there's wisteria that hangs down low and even in the dim of this room it also has a strange glow to it. A lavender light that when you reach your hand towards, it seems to reflect on your skin. And when you go to reach towards this odd toadstool that's growing out of the wall, that has a bluish glow. That all of these permeating colors that change the space that you're in there's a sense of, of calmness, as though you're in wilds during twilight, and it's generally peaceful. But definitely Zira style. Zira, I like your room. It's really nice, cozy. Thanks. Not my size. I like it too. Not my size, but it's not really hey. meant to be. I know. That's what I say. It's is a really nice room. And I'm just Thanks. gonna... Yeah, yeah. 
leave. Um, and I'm, I, if I can look down and see if anybody walks in yet. Well, we're gonna go back outside. Hold Yep. Charles, what are you doing? Um, currently studying all whatever runes are around this door and taking notes. There are none. There are no runes. Stick a hand in, pull it back out. Stick a hand in, pull it back out. You don't really feel any magical effects. Write that down. It genuinely looks and feels like your stereotypical tower. Like it's been here all along. When you walk in, you can see there's some kind of magical effect above you that's causing the sky to look like the stars are right there. Starts making notes. And then you said there's a sigil on the floor? When you go inside. You go inside. I'm going to walk right over and crouch and yes. stare at the sigil and start to... Like, sketch it into my book. Okay. Anya's going to sigh and shake her head, reaching down and grabbing his notebook. Hey, Charles. I don't! Hey, this. hey Charles. Mmm. Please roll me a perception check. <laughs> with advantage. A perception check with advantage! Okay, Elmo. <laughs> I hope I do better than that one. Okay, with advantage, I rolled a two and a three, plus perception is four, so a seven. Um, lucky for you, it doesn't take a genius to notice that the sigils are constantly changing. They're shifting on the floor. So as I'm trying to erase it, and then... And make adjustments for this? Infinity takes it right out of my hands. Yep. I... It's quite literally going in a circle. These outer root, the inner ring of runes is going in a circle clockwise. The second ring is going counterclockwise. Third ring is much slower than the inner ring. It is going clockwise, but much slower. I'll have my note back, please. Hold my hand up. Take it. And in the very center of this, uh, three rings of moving rune. It is like someone set their hands down and it just let the magic see. Would you give me back my- Just start, literally starts chasing after my sister who has my notebook as I'm trying to get it and is holding it away from me. I will sick bob on you right now. Give it to me. No. Nope. I'm just laughing. Just I'm give laughing, it. Like... I, I think while they're arguing and chasing each other, I'm going to go look for Luna. Uh, you walk through the door. You see what everyone else sees. And you look up and there's your wife. Giggling at the, the, the two siblings running around. Tell it up. I found a room. Uh, it looks like, it looks like that place that we stayed for almost like six months, the one that we like, but then we have to leave. I mean, sure. Um... You have to come up here and look at it. It's better, cause you know, rooms. 
I'll uh, just kind of shrug and go forward <laughs> and try to meet her up there. You go to the um, where you think stairs would be, and you are greeted with the sigil. Oh yeah, you gotta say uh, a phrase to come up here. What's the phrase? Oh shoot, was it? <laughs> Zero flies down and tells you the phrase. Go ahead and roll an intellect check to see if you manage to retain the phrase. An intellect check? Well, okay, then. Um, Use your brain muscles. Ooh, apparently the brain muscles are quite strong tonight. So that's a 19 plus 1, so that's going to be a hey! dirty 20. Well, you retain it much better than your wife did, and when you say it, it's it's a very smooth lift. You can feel the magic surge beneath your feet as it carries you up much smoother than it did your wife, which your wife will notice as you are almost daintily set down and allowed to kind of walk off that strange sensation. And you are now on the second floor. And you can still see that you can go up more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it when you're smart. And I just grab his hand and drag him to the two daggers room. Yeah, you approach the door that has a nondescript holy symbol. It's nonspecific. And it has two daggers um, crossed in front of it. And when you open it up, it is indeed, it feels like home. Like what you would want home to be. Eh? Eh? What do you think? I mean, it, it reminds me of my home. I, 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 he's actually gonna get a little bit shocked. <laughs> Wait, it's okay. down to the smells. Even you can smell things that you would expect to be cooking or sitting around in your home when you walk through the door that don't carry when you step out. You can hear certain sounds from out from that you only hear from inside. Sorry, DM. I didn't mean to interrupt. But no, quick question. Um, is he seeing the same thing I'm seeing? Yes. Okay. These rooms do not change. It just feels okay. like just double checking that make sure that him and me are on the same page. I just like look really like this is this is nuts. Let's go. I mean, it, it is a surprise. I mean, it's it's that place that we stayed for six months until we had to leave. So it is. It's... Anyway. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna make... Like, I'm gonna kind of glance at the door real quick. I was like, um, we need to talk real quick. Um, do you want to do it now or before later when the others go to bed? Hey, what do we need to talk about right now? Well, obviously the situation that we're in right now. Should we talk now or should we wait? I suppose now's as good a time as any. Okay. Um, 
Hey, a quick question. Is Zira with us? No, Zira's kind of just floating around, doing her own thing. Okay, cool. I'm gonna close the door to our room. We'll quick to okay. give us more privacy. And when you close the door, you see that there's a lock that was not on the other side. Perfect. I'm gonna lock it. Okay, you click it into place, and you watch as the door frame seems to seal with the door. And the handle disappears. The lock itself is still there. The handle that allows you to open the door disappears. Want to unlock it real quick to see the door pops back open. Yep, like, you see the, door the handle open. comes back and the the um, the door frame and door are then separated as if you hadn't locked it before, and you can open it, close it at will. Okay, I'm gonna lock it again real quick. Okay. Again, door seems to blend in and seal with the uh, door frame, and the handle just. Appears. I'm just gonna quickly turn to my husband with a little bit worry on my face. And, um, do you think it's uh, when Dusk said that we were drugged? Do you think possibly it could be the family trying to get us again? I don't think it was. I think this is. Another underworld, I, I suppose, crime lord uh, taking advantage of a situation. Um, but at this point, nothing that's been asked is on tour, as far as I can tell, or no means breaking any no laws of sorts or no as far as I can tell no taking advantage of any innocent so I, I I mean obviously we played safe rather than sorry yeah and we stay on our guard uh, until this is done but no, I, I don't think we have to worry about them quite yet. Okay. I haven't heard anything through the grapevine about us head like, you know, there's a bounty on our heads yet. It's weird that they're quiet, though. Probably Six for, months. Probably for the better. I mean, it's good, but it's kind of concerning that those two are quiet. I mean, usually they like to make noises. So it's weird that they're not, you know, making a loud noise for a while. But, like I said, like you said, we're just saying sorry. We'll keep on our toes. Uh, being cautious with everybody. Um, I don't think we need to let uh, those two know yet. 
I don't think they need to know. Especially if the jobs, especially if our job is just to do the letter. I don't think so. We shall see, but at the first sign of danger, you know we have to give them at least some warning. De define that limit that I have to tell them stuff. Uh, he's gonna get it in a stoic look on his face. Uh, he kind of the the look that his wife would recognize at this point that he's carefully you know doing the math and uh, you know considering the potential possibilities at least enough to give him fair warning what they may be dealing with if we should run into the family again. So any hints of any other goons or unfortunate souls we run across them? Is that the point at the tell? Indeed. Okay. Hopefully they're not that far. Hopefully they're not out here this far. That would suck. We will hope for the best that they are not traveling out this way and that we have nothing to worry about but for now I say we rejoin our new companions and take stock of our current situation and decide our next move we'll be glad that we're on the same page that's all I just wanted to make sure that we're both on the same page and we know the situation. Because, yeah, we're out and about now. It, and I was going to see if it was the bigger possibility for us just kind of leave before finishing the letter job. I, yeah, that's absolutely not how, how Neff will give a, a stern look. Like, you know, we can't do that. I, I know we can't do it, but I'm saying it was involving the family. I wanted to make sure that if we have to run, you're on the same page about the letter. But I just don't want to get caught by them again. We, we all, you and me both know what happened when I got when we got caught. Well, I got caught. And I rub my arm a bit. Like my right arm. At the memory. It's like I don't want to get caught again. And I don't want you to get caught. Um Helen's gonna uh reach up and just kinda you know cup uh, her cheek in his palm and say, You let me worry about that. I give it like a soft smile. And I'm like, ah, oh, he's sweet, naive, hi <laughs> And naive. All right. And as the couple continues to have their moment in their room, we're gonna shift back towards the siblings who are currently bickering. 
Give over it back. Notebook. No, give it. Mm-mm. Uh, I'm gonna use precipitation, and it's gonna literally gonna run right into a nasty, nasty smell right in front of you. One of the benefits of precipitation, just enough to like, as if someone just ripped one really bad right in front of you as you're yeah, not paying attention. Stinky. Yeah, real stinky. It's bad. He's going to use the notebook to fan it away from her. Rather. We talked about this. Give it back. Only if you I don't grab your eye. I'm in a place. Just gonna it's... give him a stern look. This magic. Stop... We walked into a place that came out of nowhere. You think we get to experience this? Why can't I, I study it? I am well it? aware of that, brother. But we both know that if you take too many notes. And keep up the research, you're going to have another meltdown. And we both know what happened the last time. You were down for three days straight. I said I would take more water and food and eat every six or she's so gonna cross her hours. arms and start tapping her fingers against her arm. Can I have my notebook, please? My notebook, please. Only if you stop taking notes for right now and actually relax. I'm gonna remember this the next time we're gonna go and you see all kinds of nice shiny weapons. And then I'm just gonna take you and I'll drag you out of there and say, no, 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 you can't do any of this because you have your own weapon. Take it and I'm gonna, literally he's gonna take it and he's just gonna run over. Um, can I do... Uh, you said it would be an intelligence check or an arcane check to, uh... You're gonna make an arcana check. Ooh, I'm proficient with those. Okay. Uh, that would be a 19. Um... I bet you don't know what this word is. I know what this is. I know what's the trigger to go up there. Were you paying attention? Bet you weren't, because you're so busy. Have to have a notebook. Hmm? 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 Are you hmm. paying attention? Because they weren't out here when we came in. They were upstairs. <laughs> but you see, I can read this. Can you? <laughs> Snaps his fingers, and again, different sort of nasty smell in front of your nose. She's gonna wave her hands in front of her face. I, I can do That's this. That. I can do this all night. Take my notebook. Then make fun of me. This is the first time I've taken your notebook in three weeks. I'm gonna start. I'm just gonna go and he's gonna walk over and he's going to put a hand onto her uh, onto her weapon. Like I'll take this. Then what you can do? Hmm. Have you shiny? I'm gonna. He's gonna pull on it and it's gonna clank to the ground because he's not that strong. He's like, mm. one second. Half <laughs> set on his shoulder. I'm gonna take this. Now what you gonna do? Hmm. Can't swing it. You wanna bet? You wanna bet? Says so the one having to use two hands to pick it up, and I can lift it with one. Pretty easily, actually. Okay. I'm making an athletics check. I get a plus two. You ready for this? Here we go. 
So that's a nine. Damn, it's currently away. <laughs> it's okay, it's currently away, but I'm just gonna say, with a nine, you're gonna watch him go, and just the whole full body pick it up and it's gonna slam into the ground an inch from her foot. And then just. Lu <sighs> yeah, Luna's gonna open the door to her room, peer over, and is like, hey! You guys done fighting? I found your room. Or whatever you're doing. I can't tell that's fighting or. Technically, we're kind of fighting. But this he's is... currently trying to lift the weapon that is too strong for him that I can lift with one hand. <laughs> Zira just immediately bursts into giggles behind you guys. I'm just like, oh. Okay. okay. So, I was flaring around for something. I, so I'm gonna walk over to the center and just and look at the word and be like, and 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 look her straight in the eyes and go, "Good luck figuring this out." And I'm gonna very quietly mumble the actual word that that it that it says, and I'm gonna slowly lift up into the air, <laughs> waving gonna, at her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yell out the word for her. Oh come on! Hang don't on, ruin my fun! Don't ruin my fun! Hang on. Hold on, I, Luna. Where are you standing on the second floor? I'm like looking over the edge of what I see you coming you up. Yell, up you yell back. the word and you begin to ascend to the third floor. <laughs> oh shit! Bye, Helena! Bye. Because he's looking right at Senia, she's going to be watching him. Okay. Um, I rolled a 19 to be able to read his lips. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know what my, I have to add to that. You can read my fucking lips. Okay. So, oh my god, I, why, do I, what, to, what, why, why do I have to add to that? <laughs> gonna ask you to roll again, okay. because you don't have the necessary feet to know how to read lips. So you're guessing. Are you dice? <laughs> I roll a two! <laughs> yeah, you have no idea what he said, unfortunately. Have fun. Oh, Welcome to disadvantage. Um, I I will say this: the uh, um, you're gonna watch as as Bob. Now, is this is there like the thing in the center? Does it actually have walls around it, or is it just completely open? It is an open spot. There's just a sigil on the ground with moving rooms in these three rings. You step on it, you say the command word, and you ascend. When S Bob moves to stand on it after you. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to go for. A, he makes a mechanical noise, mm -hmm. and then he begins to ascend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Welcome to Magic Bitch. I was just, 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 just going up there and waving, and then Bob just literally, like, this gurgle, this gurgle, piston pop sort of whistle, and then just slowly starts to rise. And Fenny is just, I can just imagine the look on, on, on her face just... Exasperation, just have fun. For fuck's sake. Yes. See you later. I get first choice. So, Luna, you reach the third floor. There is another door with one of these special weird symbols on it. This one looks like a, a like a gear or a cog. Ah, I wonder who this is for. And I go through the door. <laughs> just going in I have too much trust in this tower but I'm you doing it you open the door and you are immediately bombarded with smells of alchemical components 
And when you turn to kind of scan your gaze of this, this is like a rich kid's toy box if they're a tinkerer. Up, oh, found Charles' place. Wait, what? Found your room! Uh, I'm just gonna say the word again and keep on rising. Okay, you rise up to the third floor and Luna's standing in the doorway to what you think is some kind of tinkerer's workshop. I'm just gonna keep going in. I'm just gonna walk in. Okay, you go to the next door and you open it up and that's, yep, that's a rich kid's bed. Mm -hmm. Four post yep. bed. This reasonable amount of pillows. Nice dresser. There's a vanity in the corner. Yep, this is your room. Okay. There's like there's, There's like, a, a weird, really large bed on the floor next to the actual bed. Is there, like, like a little, like, something little trinket I can just, like, swipe and walk out of the room with it? Roll a perception check. Okay. Let's see. We're in Ah! Eight. Sucks. Oh. I mean, don't, don't touch that! If you want you your fingers to stay... Don't you take it. a quick glance over and you're like, ah, there's nothing taking right now because they're all a little too conspicuous to take. So, next time. I'm going to pretend I swipe something and walk out. I'm going to walk over to where she was and I'm going to start literally like looking and Genuinely, seeing. genuinely, Charles, mm. everything is how you left it back at home. This is your tinkerer's workshop. This is your bedroom. The only difference is that the two of them are connected. You don't have to walk down the hall. Oh, this is much more convenient. Oh, you she's going to walk through a door. She's going to be mad. Do I hear this? Um, I'm standing pretty quiet. If you want to make a perception check, you can, but it's more like just like quietly talking to himself. Like I'm going to do a perception check. Sure. Uh, 24. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna walk out of the room, and I'm gonna yell down in the back. I was like, you're not gonna like this place. He said you're gonna be mad about it. And I just keep going. I think it's gonna look up. Uh, she has now walked over and is standing on the sigil, and she's looking up. What do you mean I'm going to be mad? Apparently this is what's... Well, do, does Luna know this is his room? Like, you're guessing room? that it's his room? I'm guessing. You're, you don't know that it's actually his old room. You're just assuming that this is that that room is his like dream room. It's so convenient. It's perfect. It has everything he could possibly dream of or need. Um, either this is his room from his home because our room's like that too, or this is his dream room. But he said that what you're not gonna you like mean? it. You gotta come up here. I don't know. It's a lot of mechanical stuff. Oh, Tinkering stuff. Oh, and you remember you remember my plans for the gun that's over that was left over in the corner with all the prototypes. Mm. Okay. Yeah, a lot of stuff. And she's going to look down at the sigil, and then is um. A little fairy friend still there? Yep, Zira's still kind of hovering around you. Giggling to herself. I love that we're entertainment for her. Right. And Literally. Did, uh, DM, did I hear Luna 
Y'all be word. Yes. Okay. I wasn't being quiet about it. Fair enough. You definitely I was also Luna, distracted, but it that's also... why I'm asking. <laughs> you gather the sense of, if you say it well in those sigils, it doesn't matter if your intention was to actually go up or not. You spoke the command word, you're now going to ascend to the next floor. <clears throat> By the way, Luna and uh, Charles, there is another floor. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna go up. Okay, you I'm go up again. Say the command yeah. word. You land on a thin platform, Luna, with a doorway, and when you open that door, realize that it's just an empty room. Perfectly, huh. almost perfectly uh, round, except for the wall that you are against. It otherwise makes a semicircle, and you can see that because this room is shapeless, aside from a uh, table in the corner with chocks and such things, you gather that this room is probably meant for spellcasting of some kind. Uh, okay. There is still more floor. How many floors are here? <clears throat> Vera, how many floors are in this place? You're almost to the library, and the library's too scary, and then you'll reach the room. up, did you hear that? There's a library here! Uh, I hear that. Run to the edge and look up. I do dibs for my husband. And I go you up. Got, you got dibs for nothing, and I'm gonna say the command board and start okay. going up. I'm already gone! You go up to the library. <laughs> and it is quite literally a two-story <clears throat> library, but we will get to that in a bit. Because, Fenya, you reach the second floor. She's gonna call up to Luna. Luna, you said that you found our rooms? Or yeah, yours, our room? yeah, yours is on the same floor that I, me and Helena are, but apparently your brother is not good enough for us, so he's on a <laughs> floor higher. She's going to immediately start laughing as soon as Luna says that. Okay, Zero just goes Zero just kind of leans over to Fenya It's so that you don't have to hear Whenever it misfires or something Ah, you know that Thank you, that makes a lot of sense and... It's really nice like that Like there's a whole spell casting chamber and everything So that when I go and practice something It doesn't blow up The rest of the house Understandable. It's actually uh, really durable and really fucking. <laughs> like I've, um, I've blown up that room, and every time I'm back, it's it's put back together. Well, like we like are I never in a like magical I never tower. It. I mean, I know that I'm in a magical detect. Like I know that it's a magical tower, and I know that it totally makes sense. sense. But at the same time, it's just weird. She's going to look at the doors on this floor <clears throat> before heading towards the one that she's going to guess is hers. Okay. Which one do you guess is yours? I personally I don't remember uh the There's the one with the, the tree that makes a perfect circle. There's the one with the nondescript holy symbol with two daggers crossed in front of it. Okay. Which I believe how 
Calnath might still be standing in the doorway of. Don't quote me on that. Calnath and then Mars? there's one with a sword that has roses twined around it. I'm going to go to the one with um, the sword and roses. Okay. You guessed right, because you open an end. That's the sitting room back home that you kind of claimed as your own. And oh, look, there's your dartboard that you've ruined to high hell. And then, oh, look, that's the door to your bedroom. Everything. Everything is exactly how you left, including book with the dog-eared page on your coffee table. She's going to go over, close the book, look over at the dartboard again. I really need to replace that. You say that, and you watch as the dartboard shimmer. And it is brand new. Oh, hey, that was. See, Just... what did I say? Azir is now hovering the shoulder. Weird, that right? Weird. That's what the spellcasting chamber does. I mean, at least it reminds me that I need to replace the one at home. Well, I mean, it's not like this affects your home. You know, like it can't. It can't do that. It only affects here. I'm just meaning in general. And she's immediately going to go to her bedroom door and open it. Exactly how you left it. <laughs> and she's going to look at her desk and see some of the notes that Charles had left on her desk for her. Almost in his perfect her. scribbled handwriting. <laughs> going to look at it. Huh. It genuinely feels like you've walked into your room back home in case strikes. Hmm. Pick up the notes, look at them, flip them over, put them back down, walk out, close both doors as she walks out, it goes over the sigil, says the command word to go up to the next floor. This is just a big old sitting room with your brother's door across the way. Gonna go to her brother's room. Okay. It's a tinkerer's delight. Bob is sleeping in his normal spot. He's literally just kind of like Curled up next to your bed. Yeah. On the bed that's on the floor. Yeah. Now I see why Luna said that I was going to be mad. Hmm. There's components and whatnot hanging from all kinds of contraptions from the ceiling. There's his discarded prototypes in the back. Some of them are ruined. Some of them just never worked to begin with. There are bits and baubles that you could try and put together to make something, but those bits just don't seem to quite connect anymore. And there's his cork board that has all of his notes and things. And there's a chalkboard on the far wall. She's gonna put her fingers to the bridge of her nose and pinch slightly. Okay. Right. She's gonna immediately back out and close the door. Fair enough. And just stand there for a minute. Okay. In the meantime. For the two of you who went up to the library, the floor opens, or the I should say the ceiling opens above you as you go to ascend. 
and you land on a sigil just in front of that opening, and another one appears as Charles, you land next to Luna, and the door thing closes so that you can turn and approach the bookcase that is right there. This very large circular library has a center space that is not bookcases and instead is a series of desks that have been curved to form this circle and in the center where that gap is there seems to be another magical circle that has been drawn into the floor here that projects a globe that spins on its axis where you can see the two continents on this side of the plane with a glowing dot where you guesstimate is where you are and then the other two continents other side of the world as well as a tiny sphere with a thin connection seems to connect to the larger world no that kind of orbits but it never seems to be out of sync the turning of your globe. Then you can see the, the moon in the sky where it rotates around the in the astral projection. Uh, for once, Charles has nothing to say. He actually, if you're paying attention, Luna, you might see him start to reach towards his vest where his notebook is, and he stops and literally goes motionless like he's just staring at it like he's dumbfounded the second floor seems to be much higher than what you would guesstimate the other story then as though to accommodate for the abnormally tall bookshelves that are all filled and the second floor of the library is much the same and you can see there's a hatch that leads to the what you would assume is the roof based on zero's claims off to uh, one little area on the second floor in the ceiling. You're muted, Luna. I was like, I look up at the books and I'm like, oh, he's gonna love this place and I'm not gonna see him in weeks. I wonder if I can set this on fire before he comes up here. Don't! Uh, don't! Don't! Alep is making his way up by this point. <laughs> Does he hear his wife thinking about setting things on fire? Then, a very poorly timed for you, the floor opens up behind you, and how do you catch her saying, I wonder if I can set this place on fire? In which case, in the second time, uh, at the same time as Charles goes to say, don't, an astral form seems to, uh, coalesce in front of you, Luna, in the shape and appearance of a drow woman. Soft-featured, gentle smile, hair parted in a very bouncy, kind of fun, friendly way, ponytail swinging behind her, dressed in armor, you would guess, which is a very odd thing, considering the wizard's grimoire or book hanging off of her waist. I would hope that you would not try to set on fire this library because I cannot guarantee in the hopes that 
this library would be preserved, but any of the books within it would survive. I can guarantee that the library bookshelves themselves and the desk would, but the books and things would not survive. So anything that you seem to burn would disappear and they are quite useful. Thank you, goodbye, and then it disappears. I was gonna fight it. <laughs> what she said. You want to burn something, I will give For you stuff Charles. to burn. Charles, please roll a history. Benia is also has also made her way up. Okay, have I noticed my have I noticed my husband popped up behind me? Has he done anything? How death have you done anything? You're muted. How death you're muted. We didn't hear you. <laughs> Discord. Discord yeah, he's give, there you go. He, he he's giving his wife a stare down. It's like what sacrilege is this that you would talk about burning books? Oh, you know, like, you know, like when they have like the evil books, I was talking about that. He, he's going to give her like a, like a little like, like, like bop on the head and just go like, no. <laughs> oh, the, um, I wasn't gonna for your it. knowledge, Benia would have uh, come up a, like two seconds after. Yep. Um, her, Luna's husband. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to pronounce the name. <laughs> Haldeneth. Haldeneth. I yeah. will never remember that. It's uh, I got it. And Call his... him Hal for short. <laughs> yes. History check for you is a 24. That was Kieran Denorn. I fucking knew it. <laughs> of Moonstone Magic. But would I know this individual? Yes, she's famous. She visits Kastrix about every six or so months. She does, she was scheduled to visit again. You re distinctly remember go being very excited when her tower went up. But you never went, you never succeeded in going. I had it marked on the calendar. Yeah. I left notes for my things, sister. Like you marked it on the calendar, but you didn't make it. Yeah, I left notes for my sister. One of the notes was just, remember, we're going to go on this time because Kiernan is in there. We're going to go see. Kieran Denorn is, is in K-Strix. Let's fucking go. She only shows up once every six months. She's only there for two weeks. Listen, it's Kiernan Khan, okay? For two weeks, we need to show up. We need to go. <laughs> um, Look how you're butchering her name. Okay, well, I'm going off of what I hear Do from I you, and my hearing is messed history? up. Okay, by the way. Hmm? Do I also need to roll a history check? You did not get to see the projection unless you want to try and guess off of the voice. You would be making that history check with disadvantage. Disadvantage? Okay. Yep. 14 and... Well, I rolled two 14s, so... I mean, there's a chance. Uh, 19 total. It takes you a minute as you you know, are being set down on the ground and as you you realize that whatever that was that was Kieran Denorn's voice and whatever she said goes so cool cause that's a powerful 20th circle oh, wizard I am whether or not Kieran was here or not I'm not going to <laughs> 
it upsets her. <laughs> it does explain all your magic shit. So, what do you guys do in the library? Luna's gonna rub her head, like where Helena bopped her on the head. Obviously it's gently, but she's gonna do it anyway. Uh, and this is like start roaming looking at the bookshelf with the titles to see like what kind of like what kind of books they have. Oh there's there's dozens of books. There's some story books seemingly to like entertain children of some kind. There are other books that seem to be a little bit more mature in nature. Um there's geography books, some of them talk specifically about Castrix uh and the Castrixian Empire's uh, geology and the um, general cartography of the area, the whole nine yards in that regard, what you might find common in Pyrian uh, oligarchy, and all of those like random detailed things. You have something, at least one thing for every uh, country and whatnot on this side, as well as um, country and continent on the other side of the world. And then there is a weird, small, folded piece of paper that is set very neatly on a stand that looks at you. And it has a bunch of dragon motifs and decorations on it that it kind of reminds you of like a travel brochure of sorts that says, Welcome to Ayanshay. I kind of look at it like, what? And I'm like, I pick it up to look through it. Okay. You open it up and it starts telling you about the general history of this place known as Ayanshay. And it explains that you have certain laws here and you're not allowed to do these things. Blah, 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 blah. And how this, these two very large continents were ripped from the face of the world and set into its own smaller sphere to avoid a crusade by a army run, uh, that is that was underneath a evil god that tried to essentially wash those lands in blood and that sacrifice caused a mythal to be formed around it and now the only way to access it is through a storm in the the ocean. Huh. I'm gonna put that back. It's a beautiful brochure with beautiful pictures. Mm -hmm. Very picturesque. Great vacation. Um, Charles, me, I'm gonna walk over. I see all this knowledge, and I know I could get lost in it. And at the corner of my eye, I look over, and I see my sister, and looking around and her being slightly exasperated, I'm gonna walk over to where there are storybooks and I'm going to go through and I'm going to pick out something that our mother used to read to us. And okay. I'm going to pick it out and I'm going to tuck it into my uh, underneath my arm and I'm going to walk over to where my sister is and mentally tell her all right, come on, and walk over to the teleporter, and uh, s 
say the word and start to go down. You do not know the word. Oh, I don't to know go the down. word. Um, you go to say the word to go up, and nothing happens. Uh, Zira, how do we get down? Oh, Zira goes. She says the word, and then the door opens. And go ahead and roll an intelligence check to cut the word. Well, uh, I'll take a natural 18 plus, uh, four is 22. You got the word. You got the word. Okay. So Finny I will say the word. Looking the floor around, opens the up way. and you go down. Hmm? is looking around, her brother saying, come on, caught her attention. Okay. You watch him say a word, this time for, able for you to hear it, because I've heard it twice now. And the floor opens up in front of him and he is lifted very gently. And I'm going to have us get off where my room is and open the door up and then just walk past the workshop into the... There is a sitting area just outside your door, by the way. Okay. Um, it's just I'm going to go over to the well-worn bed and... Um, sit down and take out the book and show it to her and go come on you put up with me for enough for today I think looking around the room yeah I don't know about you but I need a story and maybe some food food sounds amazing right now and She's going to glance at the book again, and just sorry if her mother would be amazing. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. And, um, they'll look over and do a quick whistle, and Bob's gonna come over and look. Bob, go find food. Bring it back. Hop. <laughs> pop hiss, and it's gonna go over, and it's gonna try to go and search for food. <laughs> During this, mm. Zira has gone back down to the first floor and is currently zipping about the kitchen. When your uh, little companion, Bob, comes back up with a note, not food. And in tiny script that requires you to grab a magnifying glass because Zira can't write larger than herself. Okay. You read go fetch the other two dinners on the table. If there's nothing else that you guys would like to do mm -hmm. we can speed through dinner and the evening, and go right to dream. Hana, do you have anything you want to do? Uh, not that I can think of, no. I'm gonna grab his hand, and like, come on, let's, let's see if they have any apples. And like, look really excited, and hopeful, and try to lead him downstairs. <laughs> I think the only thing that and... I, I would do would be to read the story, and then as I'm reading, um, 
I feel as though eating food. I don't. I. I'm not gonna speak for you, Finia, but but I feel as though we the, start to fall asleep and both kind of crash on the bed, and then when yeah. when the time comes for you all to settle down into bed after dinner at the table, because Zira refuses to let you to to your. You settle down and you open up the book when you hear your mother's voice in your ears, permeating the room, soothing, calm, as though she's lulling you to sleep. She's reading the story to you, and it's perfect, almost. There's not the same warmth of her presence, but in a way she's there. As you flip through the pages, the story starts to come to a close. Your eyes grow heavy. Both fall to sleep. Now, for the fun part. Oh, fun for you. Dear, <laughs> I'm scared. I, I Luna, love trauma for my character, so this is fantastic for me. <laughs> Luna, can you please roll a d20 for me, please? Of course. Dreams? That would be a 10. Oof. Rolled a 10. Excellent. Please roll percentage dice. I got 68. 68. You settle in to dream this night and you're settled down next to your husband. You drift off very easily. It's comforting, safe. Your dream is odd, in a way, because it's oddly domestic. You and your husband have just bought a new house, one of your chairs broke. Truly an unfortunate event. As you're walking through town, you see this beautiful carpenter and his work, and you're immediately taken. With some bribery, if you will, you coerce Haldneth to join in this purveying of fine wood craftsmanship. And your dream is just genuinely a blissful shopping trip to go and get a new chair. In a cozy little countryside, away from the troubles of Haldneth, please roll a d20. Alrighty. Uh, oh, whale crap. Uh, that's gonna be a natural one. Ouch. <laughs> it came in this game. Oh no, it came yeah. in this game. <laughs> you don't actually have dream this evening. It's a very... You're just exhausted. And you end up having a dreamless evening. When you wake up, you're refreshed. But 
could have been worse, could have been better. At least you weren't terrified, out of your mind, with a nightmare of some sort. But you have your wife beside you. At least it's a good morning. Fenya, please roll a d20. That's gonna be a natural 20. I'm scared. Ooh. I'm scared. Excellent. Oh no. Forget that wide range of the spectrum here. <laughs> you go to sleep. There's a, a weight on your shoulders. As you drift, you can't help but think about how you ended up there. Why? Why, 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 why? When you blink, suddenly you're no longer in your brother's room, listening to your mother's voice you drift off. And instead, you're standing in a hallway, long and unending. The walls are plain. There's no descript features to it, except for these columns. These tall arches. And the hallway seems to be 50, 60, 70 feet up to almost a perfect triangular point. But it seems so distant, far away. It makes you feel incredibly small. And yet, there's a sense of here. There's a sense of what? Belonging. Here. As though you're meant to be here, present in this place. And then your skin starts to burn in a pattern. And it aches, and it aches, and it aches, until it feels like your skin is going off from how much pain you are in. When you look down, there is no wound. Only these curling marks seem to grow on your hand and up your arm, across your chest, down your torso, through your legs, between your toes. It seems to just rip you. It rises up your neck and over your face until you can't help but scream in the agony and a voice one that you can't quite understand booms in your mind are mine all you understand you are mine and it echoes and it echoes and when you finally gasp, breath filling your lungs, it's morning. When you go to look at your arms, your hands, your chest, to see what had happened, see if it was real, there's a mark back of your hand. And it pulses along with your heartbeat. What's the mark look like? The mark looks like a rose. 
It is mm. blue in color. Dark blue, like the ocean. Charles. Yep. Please roll a d20. natural 20 a natural 20 can you do me something special because you're a little bit weird i'm weird like i'm weird yes, a little bit weird. yes a little Here's bit the weird thing. i need you to call otter even and then roll a d6 what do you think v odd okay odd uh, I rolled a four. When you go to sleep, you wake up, or you feel like you wake up, in a glade of sorts. And sitting across from you is a tall, lanky, elven-looking figure who's just kind of smiling at you. His hair is a wild mane of black and blue, almost like the deepest depths of the ocean. Laying across his lap, some complex bow of sorts. We're not really sure what it is, but there are strange contraptions all worked into it. And holding the bowstring in place. Just a glimmering leather of some kind. You're not really sure what. And he smiles at you. His beautiful gold eyes go. As he smiles. There you are. I've been waiting. Is this another room in the tower? Because I feel like I went to oh, sleep. Oh, no, no, no. This is nuts. You needn't worry about that. That sounds ominous. I'm only here to help you. Okay. Um. My apologies. Uh. My name is Charles Ashwing. And you are who? Just call me a friend. You'll learn my name in time. As he picks up a sheet of paper that you didn't see beside him, and he flicks it towards you. Okay. I try and catch it. It flutters into your lap, even okay. if you don't catch it. So you manage to pick it up and you look at it. It's a schematic of sorts. Okay. Do I recognize any of it? No, there's things of it that you don't quite understand. The words are in a strange script. They're, they're hard to decipher, hard to read. Okay. Consider this my gift to you for having caught my interest after all. So, 
Take my gift. And when you wake, I hope you make use of it. Um... Okay, Mr. Friend? Take your time. And just a little while longer, talking mindlessly to you, you blink and you're waking up as your sister bolts up right beside you. I I feel as though we wake up wake up at this at the same exactly time. Exactly the same. Exactly the same time. What the? When you see Thania bolt up, she's gasping for air and looking at her hand. What? What? What happened? What? I grab her hand. Okay. Which hand? Left or right? Uh, I'm going to grab her right hand. There's nothing on the back of her right hand. Okay. But Fenya does pull instinctively her, her left hand away. When she does, you catch a glimpse of something glowing a deep, rich blue. Like a sapphire. I'm not gonna hurt you. Let me see. Give me your hands. Fen, Fen, give me your hands. She's going to take a deep breath and slowly give her hand to him. What appears to be blooming rose appeared on the back of your sister's hand. It pulses in time with her own heartbeat. And when you set your hand over it, you feel power. Arcane in nature that rises to meet your fingertips. You cannot access it. But it is there. Oh, I don't wanna... Trying to get out. Oh, I don't want to access it. Um, just because I can, I'll even, I, I, I don't care that I'm wasting a slot. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds and hold it over her probe of her mark to see if that will help to calm the pain. Fenya, the ache goes away. The mark remains. So this, so what you do, what you feel is you feel my hand go over yours and just like the cool water after you had been outside practicing with your sword and you dug your head into the trough and literally just like that just cool warm over there i just hold out of there and if you look it's this bluish silver glow that just seems to just emanate what's that Kenya, please roll a perception check oh lord okay perception 15. It takes you a moment you're a little disoriented from one your experience last Two, your jarring experience as you just woke up. But you turn to look at your brother, and there's these thin, spider-like lines just under his eyes seem to fan out like feathers from his face. 
the only reason why you notice them is because like the rose on the back of your hand those pulse in time with his heartbeat but instead of being a deep rich blue his are an ember red You said they were what again? Remind me. Uh, say that again, please. Red. Amber and red. And they look like feathers. They look like feathers. They're thin lines, almost impossible to see, just under your eyes that seem to fan out. Okay, thank you. Does that feel better? I'm going to tilt her head and take her right hand, placing it on his left cheek, where the markings are. What, did I get something? Move your hand! I'm gonna, I'm gonna wipe where, where, where she put. There's nothing there. I, I, um, I washed yes, before I went to bed. Is. When your fingertips graze over these thin lines, you feel heat like there is a flame underneath the waiting to break out I'm going to scramble over the bed to where my pack is and I'm going to reach in and start digging through things and I'm going to pull there's a vanity over in the corner Oh, with a mirror I know but but in, you know in, my, in my haste I'm not used to that so I'm going to reach through my pack and I'm going to pull out a, a, piece of, a, a piece of metal that I like shine to the point where it's almost like a mirror and then I'm going to hold it up to myself to look. Because you've moved in such a way that the light is now behind you, you can see them thrumming with your now panicked heartbeat. What? They look like feathers. And they fan out from behind your eyes. From around your eyes, just below and down. Back towards your hairline. What They're did, paper thin, what, just like lines. What did you do? I did nothing. What? They are just there. So weird. She's gonna hold up her left hand. This is also weird. Did you? And as she takes another deep breath to calm herself and her heartbeat starts slowing down the pulsating is also going to start slowing down along with her heartbeat and she's going to cover the mark with the palm of her right hand putting her left hand back in her lap for a moment this is also weird what about the others i don't know Come on, um, he's gonna he's gonna literally roll off the remaining side and then just start running towards the lift, saying the word to go okay. down a level. To our other couple, follow. please roll perception checks as you are getting up and ready for the day. Dum, 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 in a minute. In a minute. Well. With the 12, it takes you a little while longer. You're a little distracted because clothing and 
you know, getting ready for the day, getting dressed and whatnot. When you turn to look over at your husband and along his shoulder blades, his back, like, you would almost guess, like, like a breeze of some sort. There's these thin trailing marks. Some of them grow thicker in places as they come closer together and seem to connect. It's like a gust of wind kind of blown across his back. And it thrums in a shimmering purpley color. Um, without saying a word to him, I'm just gonna shove him around to look at it more. Okay. Wait, what the heck? There's something what are you doing? There's something going you stay still. What? When you go to touch these marks, when you touch these marks, it feels like static electricity is underneath skin, where these lines are, and they thrum in time with his heartbeat. You can feel his heartbeat accelerate in his surprise, and as it does, these marks begin to pulse faster to meet each thump of his heart. There's this weird thing on you as like goes with your heartbeat. Did you do something when I wasn't around? I know why. <laughs> I just told you why. There's like these these things on your back as like humming like to each of your heartbeat. It's weird. Um I'm gonna I guess reach around to my back <laughs> and feel around. You go to touch it and it feels like when you go to manage to catch one of these lines, you feel like you could unleash a storm in this room with how much this static electricity seems to just spark against your fingers. Uh, this is unexpected. What did you do? I didn't do anything. I didn't. Do you turn to go and look at your wife? Uh, yeah, at this point I'm, I'm turning to look her square go in the eye. Go ahead and roll the perception check from before. Uh, well, that is going to be a 15 plus. That is enough. That is, oh, 15 okay. is enough, thankfully. As you go and look along her collarbone, there are these almost like dots that seem to kind of coalesce going down before they just abruptly kind of cut, you know, cut out. They are a thrumming green color. They um, also beat in time with her heartbeat. You can tell the way that she's touching you, the way that she's frantically trying to figure out what happened to you, that she is panicked. And even this pulsing green mimicking that same panicked heartbeat. Did you get a new tattoo? No. Why? Uh, you might want to check again. And I <clears throat> kind of point to uh, the dots on her neck. I'm gonna reach Nerva. Will you touch them? Yeah. Yeah. If you touch them, you feel 
grounded in a way that it feels odd. And yet at the same time, the world around you is trembling for a brief moment. But you also feel a kind of refreshness overcome you. Who's, who's feeling that? Me or Helena? Whichever one of you goes to touch the... I think we're both touching it. On your it. neck. <laughs> then you <laughs> both feel that. Oh. I, with a slight panic, a little bit, I turn to Helena and I lift my hair up to show uh, an old tattoo, which is like a red diamond that's dripping. Like like a dripping blood. And I was like, is this is this doing it too? Or is it just normal? Is it a normal? Or is it is it pulsing? Calm down. Let me see. It's just normal. The old tattoos are all normal. But this new one along her collarbone is not. Uh, no, this one's fine. I mean, it hasn't changed. But these, these are brand new. And uh, yeah, they're, they're different. And uh, I actually think uh, in this case, if I may DM, I would actually go ahead and like to uh do a uh, yeah i think i'm gonna do that uh can i go ahead and do a divine sense just to get an idea absolutely please do i'm going to do so what are uh, you going to detect what are you looking for uh in this case with the watcher paladin's natural ability it lets me detect good and evil and till the end of my next turn i can sense anything affected by the hallow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover takes you a bit but as your sense uh, activates you're looking at your wife and your sense is telling you that there are what equates to a singular celestial in the room or should I say there are two half celestials in this room Do I get the sense if it's a uh, good presence or an evil presence? A good. Okay. In fact, both are good. They are two separate entities. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, we're not alone. I, I look around. Not now! Not now! And I looked around the room to see if I can see, like, anything that- or see where my husband is looking towards. Nothing. I- I re- I reach underneath my pillow and take out- and hold my dagger. <clears throat> where- where Hold are nest. The- one of the half-celestials has moved alongside your wife. Towards the bed. The uh, other like... seems to hang over. Oh. Um, does it look like it's kind of like just like almost like shadowing her or like like it is a presence as though it's slowly embracing your wife mimicking her motions as fingers try to interlace hers to settle into place much the same with you but it can't quite get a grip. 
Um, is this is happening. They're going to hear another knock at the door. Luna, Haldeneth, please. At this point, I'll go ahead and open the door. I'm still sitting in bed, looking. Like, a little bit... You open the door, and there are out. two more half-celestial standing in front of you. Uh, oh. Hovering oh, over. Fenya and Charles. Oh, mm. what? You're right. Do, do, do we see the markings on them? His markings are on his back. Okay. And Luna is currently in their bedroom, which is a whole other room. Something's going on in this tower. Like, woke up with this. And I reach over and I, and I grab your left hand and just, like, just pull it right up. And this. Just that hat. Sorry. These things. Oh, this is odd. Um, Did anyone else have bad dreams last night? No, neither of us, but uh, I think we know what you're talking about as we woke up with markings as well, and we all... with your heartbeat. Uh, indeed, and it seems we're all being shadowed by celestials. What? Of some sort. Um. I was able to see uh half celestials hanging over us i i don't believe they're evil uh they they actually appear to be good aligned but they they almost like are, are shadowing us is now covering her left hand again uh her palm on the marking by the way you feel the rocking of waves you can almost hear the ocean phantom echo ears. The longer you touch it, as though the more real it becomes. Like you're holding a seashell to your ear. Do you feel cool? Not quite cold, but like you're soaking in a going to stare blankly for a moment before pulling her hand away. Listening for the same sound, not hearing it, putting her hand back. It is only when you are that mark that you hear the ocean. That rolling so waves. strange. Crashing against the cliff. That is so strange. Charles. She's going to take her brother's hand hmm. and put it on the marking. Charles, it takes you a little longer, but you start to hear the crashing waves of ocean hitting cliff face and shore. You feel water and the rolling wave. Like you're standing on a beach. That you are standing in the tower. Looking at your sister, in confusion. I lock eyes with her, and when I start to sense it, you just see my eyes get wide. Just wide. 
How long can you hold his hand there? Only a few seconds, long enough for him (laughs) to hear it. You pull his hand back, it is gone. As though you were ripped from the water. What are you doing? Really, that's just really strange. Hold on, hold on. Reach, reach into my backpack and I pull out a spare set of gloves and I hand him over. Put those on. Just don't touch it. Just put them on. Just, they're, they're sooty, okay? And they have like a couple holes in different places. But they're able to, you're able to put on gloves if you want. So that way you're, you're not touching it and it's not visible. And then, um. I'll put them on. Just. I, I, I'm going to take a sigh, and I'm going to touch my face, and I'm going to close my eyes and see if anything. Okay. <laughs> you touch the markings on your face. Close your eyes. For a moment, all you feel is heat. You feel like you're being burned alive. And then it settles. There's heat. It's no longer searing, like you're being cooked, and rather it's more comfortable, like you're standing underneath the sun on a day, in summer. But you're basking in that warmth. And the breeze, yeah, it's a little hot, but it's comforting. You can feel the sweat down your cheeks, down your neck, and it just is hot and hot you can feel the heat beginning to lick at your your ankle when you instinctively turn your head down you don't know why but for a brief moment you see a flicker of flame dance along your eyelid and that startles you mm-hmm. and you blink your eyes open and you are standing again the heat is still there still looking at your ankle the longer you touch the higher it grows I start I take my hand off and then you just kind of watch as he starts trying to basically like stomp his feet and he's hitting and he's hitting at his feet the minute you pull your hands off of the markings the feeling goes away was I on fire turning around, looking at things. Anya's going to tilt her head slightly as she looks at her brother. No? I could have sworn I was on fire. That hurt, and then... It was like being outside in the courtyard during summer when... (sighs) In the middle of summer during the heat? insist on I have to go outside because was turning a pasty white he looked like a ghost yeah like that it's true oh my god don't stop what about you two weird I I get warm I hear the ocean and it's like I'm in it's like I'm in the water 
Elzeneth, if, if you're talking, you're muted. Um, I didn't say anything just yet, but... Um, I couldn't tell. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Uh, um, hmm. I am... Would I be aware of... Or can I roll a, his, or a religion check to know if I'm familiar with any kind of celestials that would be capable of this? Go ahead. Luna's still in the bedroom, by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Playing the other. Uh, not so great. That's going to be an 11. Uh, I mean, your first instinct is going straight to deities. But you're like, there's no way. Not possible. But, I mean, there are some other celestials that are tied to certain aspects of nature. But, seems a little odd. Why would those celestials be trying to reach out to you? That doesn't make sense. Those usually tend to keep to themselves. The longer you think on it, the more you start to remember your conversations yesterday about the group that's trying to find people and put God's blood underneath their skin. Twins are still looking at both of you, like, to answer the question. Luna's not in front of you. Luna yeah. is is in the bedroom. You can't see Luna. Oh, then I yeah. guess then I guess it's just Elneth. Hi, Elf. <laughs> yeah. Greeted with Hi, Elf. <laughs> yeah, Elneth is, is like is going through his brain like it's like how how what yeah uh, it's just trying to figure out like um like what could he, what was this like what would be doing that um and it's the only like, thing that seems to really ring true is the cult or group that's trying to put actual god blood underneath people's skin to give them strange and powerful abilities one such person who you know has this is actually one of the rulers, in fact, all of the rulers of Kastrix, the five main figureheads of Kastrix oligarchy rule, all have tattoos like this that pulse in time with their heartbeat. Seolkir Darkstar. The Elven Queen of the Surface Elves, who was Wood Elven in appearance, has pulsing ice blue tattoos from head to toe all over her body, or so it is believed. Vindal, the Human King, 
He also has markings like this. They're not quite as intricate or detailed as hers. But they go up all one arm. Look like mother. I... Look, um... I, I've heard... I suppose there would be more rumors than anything. Uh, but there, there's enough truth to him to maybe say the truth that uh, members of the Kirstrix, uh the, the oligarchy, are, uh, are trying or have been trying to implant God's blood beneath the skin. That's not what I said. There is a cult. Oh, my bad. There is a cult that is trying to do that. Ah, okay. I misunderstood. The only other people who are known to have God's blood or what is believed to have God's blood in their skin are five of the ten Caestrixian rulers. Ah, uh, okay. My mistake. Nope. Totally understandable. Uh, I, I, I've heard rumors of a cult that's been trying to grant people powers from actual god's blood but I, I I had no reason to believe it was true and this is when Lena walks up locks the door and said what's true and she's just wearing uh, just put it this way Luna's just wearing Helena's tunic and it stops at mid thigh and she just looks really pissed yeah, you guys can see now the smattering dots, like pebbles almost, across her collarbone. Um, immediately, Charles starts to blush and then looks straight down at his feet. At, at, this, is, this is probably <laughs> the most exposure to a, a woman that he has had, so he's literally just looking straight down, like... Where you can see a, a blush on his face. Ania's just gonna place her hand on his shoulder and pull him closer slightly. It's okay. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Says the one who's currently blushing like a madman. She's half naked. I'm well aware, and by the way, her gaze is um off of Luna as well. <laughs> out of respect. <laughs> How, how this like, like, I am not going to look you in the eye. Yes. <laughs> yeah, how this is going to turn beat, right? It's like, Luna, I did pants. God's sake. It's not important right now. What's important is the tattoos. Uh, I've been marked without permission. Again. Not happy. Uh, I'd like to point. I apparently all have. I'd like to point in Luna's direction and press the digitation and make a small controlled fog cloud seem to just rise up so it's a covering everything literally above like your shoulder down. So it's just, just gonna, a blurs things. I'm just gonna do this. Okay, so it causes it causes the um, the actual like clarity of these markings to disappear. But you can still see the glow as it reflects in the fog. It's the only indication of where her collarbones are. Aside from guesstimating. 
I swear, guys, I'm wearing clothes! You're not seeing anything inappropriately! I think inappropriate is in the eye of the beholder, and... Still gets you... getting... You're only wearing a tunic. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm aware. Um, but my girls are not showing, and my area downstairs is not showing. I am covered. You did not specify that. I uh, know, I nope. said it's not yes, mid thigh. Stop mid thigh. Yeah. But again, it's I'm, still scandalous. Yes, it's still scandalous. It's, but it's, it's, it's just I'm funny. just wearing You're his T-shirt. I will. It's woke up this morning. I'm only wearing his T-shirt. Okay. He wears it all the time. She takes his tunic. It's all the the, the post post coil till I'm wearing my husband's clothing. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Her hair, her hair is a mess. She's pissed as hell. She has a dagger in one hand and. The, I, I just woke up and I want to go have breakfast before I go and probably take a shower. Look. Yeah. The how, fuck you, I'm technically dressed. How about we all get dressed, go downstairs, and discuss this over food and coffee, and turns and starts to walk out the door towards where the <laughs> rings are. The effective oh way Luna can clear out a room with some people is just <laughs> walk in, just learn the way she is. Benia is going to follow, taking off um, the glove on her left hand and looking at the marking again. Okay. She's just following her brother. Anything else you do? Aside from get dressed properly this uh, time. Turn to my husband and it's like, I'm not happy that I got marked again. I don't care if it's good or evil. I don't. You don't mark people without asking. I didn't plan this. I don't know why you're looking at me for this. I'm telling you why I'm pissed. Right. Not this is your fault. I know it's not your fault. Let's see a whole nother can of worms that you get to handle. I, I just like, I keep the tunic on, but I like, shh just jump into my pair of pants put both my legs on and just pull it up okay I'm in a rush to get that like get this done Nia is going to mumble softly to herself but telepathically think to Charles as well you don't think they're mad at us you don't think that they think that we did this do you Everybody is. I'm still trying. Why do I have feathers on my face? You think. Mm, I don't think they think it's us. I think they just want to know, like we do. Like, um, then I actually stop for a second, think about my dream, and try to, try to recall something about the schematics that he gave me. You have a choice. Either you can roll a history. Or, and roll an intelligence check. Um... I mean... If it doesn't matter, then just roll. Oh, it, Regardless. It's, yeah, history is gonna be a, be a plus six. Which I will definitely need, so that's gonna give me a 16. You can remember bits and pieces of it. It's, it's... I'm clear. There's bits and pieces of it that are 
fuzzy, the more complicated parts are a little harder to grasp okay. in the haze of trying to remember a dream. Okay. But you do remember bits and pieces of it. The general shape, more simple bits. Okay. I mean, I don't know what's down for breakfast, but if there's something like a buffet line, it's put food, it's put food, no, what, what, what are we looking at for food? There is nothing set out for breakfast. Um... Zira is no, is nowhere to be found in the kitchen downstairs. And that is where we shall leave tonight's session off. Yeah, I want more. <sighs> Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Go ahead and scroll down to those other links to get access to exclusive that one content in one of those Patreons and other such things. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye, nerds. Bye. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds.